0: In Lee County, Florida, the island of Sanibel is home to a population of just over 6,000, but exists as a favorite vacation spot for more than 1.5 million tourists every year. On September 28th, when Hurricane Ian made landfall, the causeway serving as the only connection to the mainland partially collapsed. As of October 19th, less than one month later, traffic access by the bridge system has been restored, allowing for essential services and repair workers to regularly access the island. Talking with us today about this Herculean effort is Florida Division Manager Ryan Hamrick from Superior Construction in a joint venture with the DeMayo Group, as they work together to complete the Sanibel Causeways restoration process. Ryan, I'm sure you're very busy right now, so thanks for taking the time to talk with us. Yeah, it's a pretty busy time of life right now, for sure. Ryan, tell us a little bit about yourself and the work you do for Superior Construction. So I've been in this
1: business for about twenty three years um, in this current role. I've been here for about six. Uh, so just obviously the progression of careers put me in a more leadership position to, to be able to have these opportunities with, you know, hands on with DOT executives to come up with solutions like this. Uh, but I've, I've been in I've been working in Florida since the beginning of my career. Tell us a little bit more about your role specifically on this job. And my role is to really just help the team be a resource to them, kind of assemble people, and then just be a resource for them. I'm, I'm more connected with the executive levels of DOT. And so they they called me after this first happened to help them assess the, the damage. So we had a team down there to do that. And then really just assemble on our folks and explaining to them what the issues were, and then, then kind of backing off and letting them be the hands-on on the job and then just uh, uh, supporting. So we have a, a, a joint venture team we We're we are joined together with another contractor to execute the work so far and then we'll stay with them to execute uh, the final
0: solution. Can you tell us a little bit about the damage you saw on site and how you've gone about planning the rebuilding process of the road? The structure itself
1: was not in need of any repair. It was, it fared the storm very well actually, the structure itself. The causeway was the, the part that took the brunt of the damage. The temporary repairs to the causeway actually wrapped up yesterday and traffic was restored. The temporary repairs were to that and to the uh, MSC walls leading up to the bridges, but the bridges themselves are okay. So the, the permanent work will happen in a fashion that will can, that will be able to maintain the traffic, how it currently is set up on the causeway. And it'll it'll minimize any you know significant disruption to that. So the final repair, if you will, final uh, work to make it more resilient will happen while traffic is
0: maintained, and we'll we'll build things in a phased fashion to. Accommodate that. I'm sure you've seen some of the pictures that uh, were released on the internet. I saw very large uh, chunks of road right as you're supposed to come onto the island uh, had fallen down and sunken into the water. Uh, what about those large sections? Like, did you have to chop those up, crane them out? How'd you guys do that? It was some of both. They, they were what that what you saw in those photos were
1: failed approach slabs. They're, the the MSC walls. Surrounding those sections were, in essence, washed out by the storm surge, we presume, and all the fill kind of washed away and the slabs fell. So we broke those slabs up and got them out of the way and then refilled the
0: sections leading up to the bridge. You mentioned resiliency, and uh, I wonder where are you at in that process of designing something to address future possible storms that could hit the causeway? The focus obviously has been on getting temporary repairs completed. So once that's
1: done, the focus will definitely be on a resilient solution to hopefully prevent uh, future damage from storm events like obviously happened a few weeks ago. Um, We're currently in that process of designing the permanent solution and those design elements will incorporate a more resilient uh, design if you will to to help with that uh, some of the things that are being considered are cheap pile walls there'll be additional bank and shore and rip wrap installed around the walls potentially uh, modifications to the the existing seawalls that are there uh, all that is part of
0: what we're seeing is a more resilient final design. Because everything is so recent, maybe you can't speak to this directly just yet, but do you know if any investigations have happened into the failures of the causeway in this instance and how that's going to apply to these changes in resiliency designs? We don't really know the outcome of any of that right now. We've been focused obviously on
1: restoring traffic and getting the causeway rebuilt, but. DOT uh, has definitely taken a lot of samples, taken a lot of data out there to determine what to maybe tweak or modify in future designs, especially in coastal areas uh, like where Sanibel exists and others throughout the state of Florida for sure. So there's they're digging into that, and I'm sure you'll will see a, a lot of a change is moving forward on some things, and probably even on on the permanent resilient design that we come up with, I'm
0: sure those things will be taken into consideration. Now that traffic has been restored to the island, does that pose any complications for you? Is that going to make the cruise job more difficult to address with cars coming and going off the island on a regular basis? We don't really know just yet because we haven't gotten to that phase of the work
1: yet. This just happened yesterday. So we don't really know how the county and how the island will receive traffic, really, or how the flow will be. But really, regardless of how that is, our work will be outside of that and we'll, we'll work around that with however we have to. We, we won't be
0: affecting traffic very much at all uh, anyway. So our work will be outside of that. Certainly in the best of scenarios, this would be a complicated type of job. The solutions would require certain logistical planning. But take us into the nature of this situation. Help us understand the complexity and difficulty faced by the crews in completing this restoration.
1: So this job is certainly different than your normal job. The emergency nature of it, uh, putting a team together very quickly to be able to respond and get you know, work done safely to get it done in a very expeditious manner. It's definitely unique. Our main focus, obviously, is to, to reconnect people to the community of the island on Sanibel and Captiva. Seeing the, the dire straits people were in with not having access, when we first got there a few days after the storm passed through, it, it was pretty daunting. So definitely not your normal job, but any emergency situation like this, obviously the challenges of putting all hands on deck 24 hours a day, seven days a week, uh, working in the same direction with everybody, the entirety of the team, not just us, but us and our GV partner and our designers and the client and their consultants, representatives, emergency responders, uh, police officers, everybody was pushing in the same direction. So you like to say that that happens all the time, but the reality of the world is that just sometimes it doesn't, people have
0: own agendas. But in this case, it's clear that everyone was aiming towards the same goal. It's certainly nice to hear that everyone was working together in such a cooperative way. Um, What kinds of challenges you know, specifically, did you have to come together to really overcome? Everything's a challenge on a job like this.
1: Getting to the job, there's no power, so all the sign, you know, the the uh, lights are out, the uh, traffic signals aren't working, so it takes you so long to get to the to the work site itself. Project logistics, access to the work areas, you have to have a lot of boats to get people there and equipment there. Uh, the resources available after a devastating event like Hurricane Ian that the resources are just strung out and hard to get there. Availability of resources is a huge challenge. Crew accommodation, something as simple as, okay, where's the crew going to sleep tonight? How are they going to take a shower? How are we going to get them food? All that stuff. They were monumental challenges that we had to face from the minute we stepped on the site. So there was nothing normal about this job. Uh, So everyone... And, not, and it wasn't just for our people it was for our designers it was for dot and their their folks it was for everybody so i think everyone re- recognizing that understanding that and overcoming these things together in the same fashion as quickly and safely as possible that's what makes it a success and but those are
0: certainly challenges that had to be overcome Well, what has been accomplished in such a short amount of time is truly impressive. And I imagine that the residents of the island and the people of Lee County are grateful to have access to Sanibel again. We want to thank Mr. Hamrick and Superior Construction for talking with us today. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the Digging Deeper podcast to help us continue bringing stories like this to our audience. I'm Brandon Noel, editor of Asphalt Contractor Magazine. Thanks for listening.